More reaction to how the Bucks looked against the Dolphins on Thursday without Tom Brady and their top four receivers. We speak with Robert Hainsey, Rashad White, and Carmen Vitale. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank all of you for not just making us your first listen or view of the day, but we thank all of you that joined us in all of our YouTube live chats while we were reacting to training camp. Appreciate each and every one of you. Of course, I am James Yarko, joined by David Harrison. You can find his written work over at BucksGameDay.com. I'm at BucksNation.com, and you can follow everything else on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or view of the day, maybe even your second view or listen of the day. James, on... Thursday, I was watching the offense. We swapped, right? So Wednesday, I was watching defense. You were watching offense. And so on Thursday, I watched the offense. You watched uh, the defense. And overall, I think it's pretty safe to say the Dolphins won day two. I would concur. Which some of our listeners and viewers are not going to be happy to hear that. But, you know, listen. The Dolphins won as well. The Dolphins, yeah. (laughs) Shout out to all you Dolphins fans. Saw you on Twitter. Saw you in the comment sections. Appreciate you guys being here as well. Um, neither side was bad, right? No. So Wednesday was very competitive. I think Thursday was also very competitive, but for a lot of the reasons that the Bucks, that we declared the Bucks the winners in day one, were similar reasons why the Dolphins were were winners in, in day two. There were some takeaways, uh, well, some 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 scoring, some takeaways. Honestly, I mean, on the Bucks offensive field, they actually got into the end zone a couple of times, um, which is interesting. But not not kind of a, they didn't have a whole lot of full fledged like game situation drills. They did have like a one minute situation. Uh, which was interesting to watch them just kind of go through. Um, But I think the Dolphins get the edge here on the scorecards. Like I said, no two-minute drills on this one. There was a little bit of a one-minute drill uh, there there at the end. But on the offensive side, of course, the Bucs didn't have Tom Brady, didn't have Mike Evans, didn't have Julio Jones, didn't have Chris Godwin for team drills, didn't have Russell Gage. Um, Cam Bray didn't do uh, the team drills. Brashad Perryman wasn't out there. So, Dolphins fans, as much as we just congratulated you, realize, like, your, your your squad went up against Bucks light. You know what I mean? Like this wasn't the Bucks at their full strength. It was it was Bucks light. So on the offensive side of the things, though, the ground game, right? That was kind of the biggest thing I was looking at. Like Blaine Gabbert, you know, he came in. He had some some good throws. He was off target a little bit. Kyle Trask, honestly, Kyle Trask wasn't great, but he also wasn't terrible. And we saw some really bad stuff from Kyle, specifically on Sunday. Obviously, there was that now infamous. Twitter clip that the Bucks put up and then took down right. um, that our guy crock over at locked on NFL draft got a hold of and kind of helped it stay alive anyway. So <laughs> go, go crock. Um, you know, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, the, the passing game definitely was limited. And I think it's interesting uh, because we all know how great Tom Brady is. And we all obviously, you know, there's a, there's a huge gap between Brady and Gabbert. In fact, we were leaving the facility, walk through the parking lot. And I said, like, you could really see the difference between Brady and Gabbert and your son very sarcastically <laughs> said, it's almost like there's a huge talent gap between Brady and Gabbert. Very true. Very funny. I deserve it. But the, the, the deeper part of it is it's different to know it is different to see it because right. when Brady was on the field on Wednesday, 
and you were watching the offense, and I got to see him for the two-minute drill, like Mike still wasn't there. Neither was Chris. Uh, Julio was out there, but um, Brashad Perryman still wasn't there. Russell Gage had left with his injury, and the offense still moved the ball, and they got into scoring range, and it really didn't look all that difficult, and there was a whole lot of effort. On Thursday, however, you were missing a lot of the same players, and now it's Blaine Gabbert at quarterback. And, they, yeah, there was some struggling going on. You know what I mean? Um, what I didn't like specifically is early on in the run game got bottled up pretty pretty well by the Dolphins defense. So they came back. They made adjustments. They shifted some things. And you can tell the coaching had taken place. They came out. And then Keyshawn had those two really good runs that I mentioned on our live episode. If you didn't catch all those details, head back one episode and catch that. Um, and then Geo came up with the play of the day. Uh, like I said, a 35-yard touchdown, 35-ish yard touchdown run, um, which obviously w- was a great thing to see. Kenyon Barner eventually gets in the end zone as well. But edge protection on blitzes, DBs were getting in very, very quickly, uh, would have been hellacious sacks. Like, I mean, quarterbacks would have been feeling uh, those sacks. And, and it wasn't really until Rashad White came in that and had a really good blitz pickup. But those are just some of the notes and some of the, some of the goods, but still some of the drawbacks on why I give the Dolphins the win. Uh, because even when the Bucks got something going, it, it it was it was a lot of effort expended to get the little bit that they got going. Yeah, and and like you mentioned, this was Bucks light, right? This right. was the skill positions and, and the quarterback were the second teamers. Some were were third teamers. You had for the most part the the starting offensive line out there for the majority of the time, and and that was another big test that we wanted to look at was how mm-hmm. is this new interior facing up against the pass rush? We're going to get more into that in just a moment, but. You know, it is what it is, right? You know, we're talking about, you know, joint practices, Bucks won day one, Dolphins win day two. And, yeah. and on my side of the field, of course, it was a little more, a little more obvious that the Dolphins won day two. Now, the uh, kind of the reverse of what had happened over at your side of the field was the Dolphins really couldn't get anything going in the run game. Uh, Devin White looked really, really good in pursuit. Uh, so did KJ Britt when, when nice. he was filling in for, for Devin White at that middle linebacker spot. And, you know, some great edge rushes from not just Joe Tryon, Shrienka, and Shaq Barrett. Barrett had a sack during the uh, during the drills, but also some some corner blitz. As I mentioned, my player of the day on our live episode was cornerback Rashard Robinson. He got to uh, quarterback, and, and I don't have the name down again. Uh, it was the wrong page. <laughs> Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson, so the third string uh, Dolphins quarterback, but he got sacked. It, on back-to-back plays, one of those was a corner blitz by Robinson. It was a great play. Uh, but overall, you were talking about uh, Grant Stewart. Uh, blown coverage there led to an explosive play. It was mm-hmm. a it was a touchdown catch uh, by uh, one of their tight ends. I forgot to grab my notebook. Please forgive me. Um, but it, it was it was a very ugly play. I mean, the guy was absolutely wide open. Uh, and it was it was just flat out a blown coverage. Uh, you had Jalen Waddle with a phenomenal leaping catch in the end zone in between Antoine Winfield and Mike Edwards. Great play by him. I mean, the coverage was good. They just flat out got beat yeah. by, by a great wide receiver. Uh, you had you know, again, the run defense looked really good. Joe Tryon Shoyinka, we we did get a question about him, so I do want to talk about him for a moment. He is looking really good. He's looking really comfortable. Um, did get to the quarterback a couple of times. 
And it wasn't a blown dead sack, but it was one of those. It was close enough in real action in a real game. He might have been able to disrupt things a little bit more. So he is continuing to to look really good, improve, become more, you know, like I mentioned, more comfortable, more kind yeah. of ready to take on this role filling in for Jason Pierre-Paul. There you go. Becoming that disruptive force, right? I mean, JPP, that's what he provided his, his years. Uh, with the Buccaneers and then his years with the Giants. Before that, before they were uh, dumb and thought that he was washed and no longer. Well, he can't play in a 3-4. can't play in a 3-4, absolutely not. So it's a good thing the Bucs didn't put him in a 3-4. Either way, you know, look, Bucs won day one, but, you know, nobody in, in, in Bucks fandom and I don't think any of the media outlets were necessarily going out there saying, all right, let's plan the next river boat or river boat, uh, the next boat parade um, for, for the Lombardi. So same thing. Bucks lost day two. Um, I think we both agree on that, but. It's it's not like we're we're talking about the Bucks, you know, having a number number five overall pick at the end of the day. It's you know every day is a little bit different day. Another time to compete. Somebody who's been competing on the field and doing very well for himself is Robert Hainsey. We had a chance to talk to him after practice Thursday, so you'll see that interview and actually back to back it. Carmen Vitali, uh, who spent some time with Hainsey and AQ Shipley in Arizona during the offseason. we also talked to her about a multitude of things. You'll hear what she had to say about Hainsey as well, and we're going to do all of that thanks to our friends over at Built.com, Built Bar Puffs. If you haven't tried those yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And right now they've got cookie dough covered in chocolate because Built has done it again. A new puff bar, but this one with cookie dough chunks. is like eating cookie dough without the hassle of having to make it. And of course, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run to Built.com and snag a box for you and the family, like all built bars, the new bar is covered in 100% chocolate. It means they're healthy and tasty. And what's great about them is that they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and it provides tons of health benefits. You're going to love it. You're going to love all the flavors, all the puffs. So go to built.com, use the promo code locked on 15 and get 15% off your order. And that promo code is locked on 15, all one word at built.com. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view of the day. Uh, if you joined us for the live, your second view or your second listen of the day, we appreciate you greatly. We appreciate all of you, no matter what. The trenches have been a big topic of conversation for good reasons, because honestly, the NFL is won and lost in the trenches. Patrick Mahomes can't run all day. He can run most of the day, but he can't run all day. So if he's had no trench help, uh, it's gonna, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be uh, in a very bad way. The starting interior line of the Buccaneers being completely different for week one of this season compared to last season. A lot of eyes have been there. Uh, Brady has always been thought that he is most susceptible to an inside pass rush. Everybody wants to push him up the middle, so that makes that even more of a concern. So it's important to get that interior right before the opening game uh, against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas for week one. Robert Hainsey has been filling that role. Shaq Mason, uh, a combination really of Aaron Stinney, and Nick Leverett had been kind of pairing up. It was Aaron Stinney on Thursday at running with the ones. That's what we expect to see on Saturday. But we spoke to Robert Hainsey about how he feels about his relatively new position because he, this is a relatively new position uh, for him playing center, but also to Carmen Vitale, who saw him working out in training during the offseason, and now she's catching back up with him as she was also in town for the joint practices with the Miami Dolphins. So now you're going to hear from Robert Hainsey and – the Draft Network's Carmen Vitale. It takes a special kind of person to play center because of not just the physical aspect, but the mental aspect. How do you feel you've been adapting to this position that's really still pretty new for you? 
Yeah, it's definitely still pretty new. It's been about a year of it, but I think um, I think I'm well suited for it. My coaches in college told me I would be well suited for it, and I never knew how things were going to shake out. But the way they've gone over the last year, I feel like I've improved and grown a lot as a player and a man. So I've have a good feel as to what it needs to be going against the different guys, different looks. Um, this last two days has been really helpful. Uh, practicing that communication and seeing things how how I need to see them and getting communicated to uh, the other four guys. So I think things are improving, advancing well, and I'm I'm proud of that. But it's definitely still one day at a time improving, going from there. Carmen, last time we talked, uh, you talked about being with Robert Hainsey during some of his offseason training programs, and and that he was looking to compete for that starting left guard job. Well, yeah. as yeah. fortune and fate would have it, unfortunately for Ryan, and then you know everybody feels bad for him. Of course, he's competing or has maybe the starting center job. How do you think he's doing uh, in that position? Yeah, I mean, this was that was like kind of the number one thing I wanted to check out and check in on him because I got to see his training firsthand. He worked his butt off this offseason, did not take a vacation, nothing. So before OTAs, he was with AQ Shipley in Arizona. Soon as OTAs, minicamp wrapped up, he was back on a flight to Phoenix. And so getting to see kind of just the nuances and the, and the stuff that goes into the training and just working on fundamentals, but then also some of the more like refined technique that you don't really realize comes from offensive linemen. Um, it was a really eye-opening experience. He's just worked his butt off. And then to see him here, he like you can tell that he's just been working and he's a lot more comfortable in that center spot. His leverage is staying well. Like I've, I've started to learn a little bit what to look for when, when you want if, it, if that's a good rep, if that's a bad rep. And uh, he's he's had more good reps than bad. All right, great stuff, honestly, from both Robert Hainsey and Carmen Vitale. Thank you to both of them for uh, for joining us. But look, it's great to hear these things out of Robert Hainsey that, yes, he is still learning this new position. Yes, this all still is a work in progress for, for him, but how comfortable he has become taking on this role with Ryan Jensen out for however long that may be. So he's going to get some, I would assume, uh, and I know what they say about assuming, but, you know, Todd Bowles has said that, you know, most of the starters probably aren't going to see any action on Saturday. We kind of hope that Robert Hainsey is going to be one of those starters that will see action right. just to get those live game reps, you know, in, in the joint practices certainly help, but they, you can't replicate game snaps for practice snaps. Like the, the two are not interchangeable. So yeah. It's going to be really important for him to get as much of that extra work as possible as he prepares to be the starter for week one against the Dallas Cowboys. And we've said it all week long. Uh, you know, we've noticed it all week long. We made a point to watch it that he really does look like a genuine starting center in the NFL. He yeah. looks like he's fully capable of taking on this role. So he can't replace Ryan Jensen. There's no question about it. Yeah. But this isn't. This isn't the, the talent gap between Brady and Gabbert, right? right? This is a guy that can come in and get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and look, you know, our last deep dive into practice, there was a comment about, you know, well, you guys missed all the sacks that they would have taken if it wasn't practice and they couldn't be hit and all that. So it's not that we missed it, that we weren't watching it because you can't watch everything, right? We're watching the wide receivers for the most part and how they manipulated coverage, the running backs and stuff like that. So our eyes aren't in the backfield. They're in the, the, the field of play. Well, on Thursday, my eyes were squarely on the line of scrimmage. Like from snap to the finish of the play, you know, I watched the line of scrimmage. Now, once the ball got out of there, if it was handed off, kind of watched the run fits and the run blocking and all that stuff from the defense and offense and everything. So my eyes would move then. But yeah, every single offensive snap that that team took when Robert Hainsey and that first team offensive line were on the field, I was watching the three men in the inside of that offensive line to see how they did. And they did, they did very well. They held up very well. Um, 
It doesn't mean there were no sacks, but it just means that they did a very good job. Uh, now, when the second team, third team came on, like things got a little bit hairier, you know what I mean? Uh, Kyle Trask took probably about two or three snap or uh, sacks, you know what I mean, if, if it was a live game. But, yeah, you know, going up against teammates, you're going at like 70%, right, maybe, something like that. Going up against the Dolphins in a joint practice, you're probably going about 90%. But then when the game comes, you're going 100%, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And everybody's out there looking to, to make money for themselves or put tape down. So, yeah, I would like to see Robert Hansey. I would like to see Aaron Stinney, you know, Shaq Mason, uh, Nick Leverett, you know, maybe Tristan Wirfs, kind of let him sit. Maybe even Donovan Smith let him take a seat. But you would like to see the ones at least get a little bit of burn together and then maybe even see, you know, Aaron Stinney. But at the same time, I mean, look, out behind Aaron Stinney or uh, behind Robert Hansey in the center position, it gets a little bit sticky. So maybe, you, you know, that's that's where the coach is coming. you got to balance getting, getting reps and experience and keeping guys healthy because you definitely don't want to lose uh, the guy that you have right now. Yeah, and, and it's also really encouraging what, what Carmen says, because, of course, Carmen had watched Robert working out with AQ Shipley over the summer, and the growth that she said that she's seen from him in just a short period of time, you know, that, that speaks wonders about yeah. how far along he has come. So really encouraging things out of the interior of the line. But, David, we had a YouTube question during our live stream on Thursday about Mike Edwards. Mm -hmm. And I realized I talked about how the secondary struggled a little bit, uh, to put it mildly, on Thursday. Uh, But the question was, if we thought he'd have a hard time holding on to the starting safety job. So watching him on uh, on Thursday, he looked fine. He really did. You know, the, the defense as a whole didn't play great. You know, and I I obviously didn't have my eyes locked in on, on Edwards the whole time. A lot of times I was watching the trenches. I mm-hmm. was watching the linebackers. And then it was a lot of when the when the secondary would swap out, I was paying attention to uh, Rashard Robinson. I was paying attention to D Delaney. I was paying attention to some of those guys that may be on the bubble to see kind of if any of them were emerging over one another. We know Edwards is going to make the team. Winfield's going to make the team. Uh, I also tried to keep an eye on who was on Tyreek Hill just mm-hmm. to see how they were changing that up a little bit. But no, I, I don't think Edwards is going to have a problem at all holding on to that starting job. And some of the things, David, that that you noticed, and, and I saw a little bit of it too, was the fact that you know they're using Logan Ryan and Keanu Neal in a little bit more diverse ways yeah. and, and moving them all over the field rather than strictly as true safeties. Absolutely. So Mike Edwards, you know, looks like he's in pretty good control of his position. So I'd see how the rest of training camp preseason really develops and how Todd Bowles mixes up. You guys know that's what makes Todd Bowles the best defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. He's a head coach, but still running the defense uh, in the National Football League. It's his creativity and his ability to get the looks that he wants to get. Uh, another guy putting up some good looks, Rashad White, putting a lot of good things on tape. A no heavy, doubt. heavy running back competition, but he's right in the mix as a rookie. We're going to hear from him and talk about him in the next segment of the Locked on Bucks podcast. Wrapping things up here on the Locked on Bucks podcast. David, we talked a lot about the trenches in the last segment. A direct result of the ability of those trenches is the running game. And you know the success of the running backs is something that you notice 
on Thursday. They all performed really, really well. And, and we've mentioned in our live show how good Gio looked on Thursday. Keyshawn Vaughn was your player of the game. Rashad White is out there leveling blitzers, putting his head down and getting the job done in pass protection. We had the chance actually to catch up with Rashad about this running back room, uh, you know, with these guys pushing one another and uh, really having to be their absolute best on every single play that they get. Yeah, and Leonard Fournette, obviously the established pro at this point in time, but Keyshawn Vaughn sneaking out there he's been sneaking through the line Giovanni Bernard has been been doing some good things those guys motivate you and help you push even further into trying to get better yeah that's uh what it's all about when you got a group a great group of running backs in your room and um you know everyone pushes you pushes each other and um I mean you know everybody consistent and you know what you're kind of getting in day in and day out so it makes you you know you got to come with it you got no choice all right so again special shout out to Rashad White's daughter for uh joining the show and then allowing Rashad White to also join her on her first appearance on first, not last, but first appearance on the show. Um, but yeah, look, Rashad, you know, we talked about a few things. There's a small sample size there, uh, but really did have, I mean, honestly, like that play alone, not as electric as the geo play, not as obviously you got to get the fan reaction or anything, but when you really kind of look at where the Buccaneers offense was struggling at that point during the practice. And, and I talk about uh, pressure coming from the edge, from the corners, from the safeties, not the edge rushers particularly. They were they were eating up blocks and then letting their DBs come in and finish off the play. And I literally I tweeted out that you know the Bucks offense needed to do a better job of getting these blitzes picked up, uh, namely from the running back position. And very next snap after I hit send is when Rashad White, uh, Rashad White just completely stood up Eric Rowe. And after the fact, Eric Rowe had some words for him. Rashad White squared up on him, dropped his mouthpiece, and you know. They were talking. I asked Rashad what he said and what Eric said, and he said that Eric simply asked him what year he was in in the league. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. Yes. But, um, look, your, your rookie running back is about that if, if somebody wants to bring it to him. But I think the biggest thing is that you know he's getting comfortable in that, that, that competition within them. They're all pulling for each other, supporting each other, but it's, they're also pushing each other to get better every single day. Yeah, and, and I can't say enough good things about what I saw. out of. I mean, not just all the running backs, but – Rashad in particular, it, it really is encouraging to see uh, how well he is doing at this point in time, because you sure. go back over the last couple of years, especially as long as we've been doing this show, and you take a look at some of the rookie running backs that they've had. Ronald Jones wasn't this far along at this stage. Yeah. Um, Jeremy McNichols certainly wasn't this far at this stage, and, and Keyshawn Vaughn wasn't this far along at this stage in his right. NFL career. So what we're seeing out of Rashad White has been nothing short of just fantastic. And the fact that there's still room to grow there is really, really encouraging for not just him, but the future of the Buccaneers, depending on how long uh, Lenny stays around. I know he signed the three-year deal, but there there's some outs in there for either side. I'm just saying. Yeah. So with that, David, we are going to get out of here, but some quick news real fast. We know there's a game on Saturday. I will be in the midst of traveling home. David will be at the game. Going to try to drop a quick reaction episode after uh, that game, but there may not be the opportunity for you to do so inside of Ray J. So just know we will be recording Monday's episode prior to the game. So if you come back Monday and there hasn't been any reaction to the game yet, that is because our travel schedules just really don't allow for that. And we will bring a full reaction after we have had time to sit down and actually watch the game uh, at the latest 
that will be dropping on Tuesday. So just a heads up for everybody. Monday, we're going to kind of do our week at training camp wrap up. A couple of other sound bites we might be able to drop in from yeah. some people that we talked to and didn't have time to get to those this week. But we want to thank each and every one of you for sticking with us this week, joining our live feeds, you know, commenting on YouTube, sending in the emails and, and the voicemails uh, while we were here. Greatly appreciate each and every one of you for making us your first or second listen or view of the day. But now you need to make your next listen, the Locked On Fantasy Football. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. Check out everything David's doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out my work at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRGo underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.